welcome back everyone to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Carrie White, and we are going to talk about our theme for this month as we continue to explore the greater things God has for our life. How do we step into those? And this theme is really the greater hope of the gospel. And I think there's some misunderstanding around the idea of the gospel and what the hope of the holiday season, the Christmas season really is all about. And so we want to just intro this theme uh, to you today and and just kind of interview each other about what that means to us and what that means to young adults that we've gotten to walk with. And hopefully this will be encouragement to you that you can share with somebody else in the midst of all the fun you get to have and maybe not so fun days in the holiday season. So thanks for joining us. So Carrie, when you think about this theme, A Greater Hope, and what the hope of the gospel really is all about, like what does that mean to you? Why do you think it's significant? Yeah, well, I think that you have, we can think about hope in a couple of different ways. We can think about hope as a, a wish or a thing that we want to happen. And that often can get in this messy place where we put those things on God, right? So I wish that this good thing would happen or I hope that this good thing would happen. I want this good thing to happen. And we'll put that on God and we'll think, okay, if, if God is who he says he is, if God is good, then this thing that I... Uh, want or wish for that will come into reality, right? And and if I just trust God, uh, then then all of those things will happen. And while I do, I fully believe that God knows our hearts and knows the desires of our heart and knows even puts those things in our heart. I think sometimes it can get really messy and we can start getting frustrated and even questioning God in ways um, that that become not about his character so much that become more about what we want when we think about hope in that way as opposed to recognizing that there is a a more solid hope that is based on the character of God and not so much on our circumstances or the things that we want to happen. So how would you describe that? If, If our hope is not in our circumstances, but our hope is in the character of God, who God is, and that God is who he says he is, how would you describe that? Yeah, well, that really is what the simple beauty of the Christmas story is all about is that God came into the brokenness of our world because he loves us and he came to show us that he can be trusted because of Jesus. So when you look at the person of Jesus, you see the fullness of the character of God. And Jesus came to invite us into his kingdom that starts now and then lasts forever. And so instead of looking to our circumstances or just our desires for our hope and whether or not I'm getting the things that I want or whether my circumstances are going the way I want. Now I can look to the God who loves me enough to not only create me, but to send his son, Jesus, to show me what he's like so I can have a relationship with him as as really the anchor for my life that gives me hope when maybe my circumstances aren't going the way that I want or maybe (laughs) I, I have conflicted desires or want things that aren't what's best for me. This relationship with Jesus now gives me a hope that's more secure that I can turn back to. And that's really good news, especially when things start going kind of not the way that we want, where we experience brokenness, or maybe we even experience some pain from other people inflicting their will on us in ways that are are dark or difficult. And so the hope of the gospel starts to bring healing in the midst of this broken world. And that's really good news. That's the one hope that doesn't disappoint us in the midst of so many things that can. And I think for young adults in particular, I know this was true for me, um, I had to let go of some of the ways I thought my life was gonna go in order to find a a deeper hope 
in who Jesus is. And so out of that, I feel like where some things didn't go the way I wanted in my 20s, I could look back in my 30s and say, man, some of the lessons that I learned here in these difficult and dark seasons, they actually produce more fruit because I learned to love people in a more authentic way and have a peace that came from trusting in God rather than some of my big ideas. And so there, there's a joy that comes from that, but it doesn't feel uh, all comfortable all the time we're going through it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I think about the, the hope of the gospel. It's really a secure base to go to uh, in the midst of a world that really feels insecure a lot of times. And so when you think about like the holiday season, um, you know, the holiday season has a lot of good feelings attached to it. Like think about Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all the good feelings and experiences we're supposed to have during this time. And, and hopefully you'll have a lot of those with family and friends. Hopefully that you have people in your life that, that you love. But the reality is people are people and can disappoint us. And so even putting our hope in these really good experiences can end up letting us down. And there's people um, a lot of times during the holiday season that experience a lot of dark feelings, are feeling isolation or loneliness. And knowing that there's a God that loves us and wants to come into um, the lonely places of our life really gives us hope. And so I don't know if that resonates with you, but when I think about the good news of the kingdom, it really is about bringing light into the darkness in the midst of a broken world. So maybe how have you experienced that, Carrie? I know that's something that um, I I love about you is that you really walk through difficult things with people and God has met you in the midst of some hard things in your life. So how does this theme of a greater hope resonate with you? Yeah, I think I... I've always had somewhat of a complicated relationship with the concept of hope because of the fact that it often is talked about as a future reality that we can wait for. And it absolutely is. There's so much hope for the future of the kingdom. And the, you know, we think about like there will be no more tears, right? Or there will be no more brokenness and suffering and sadness and all of that. Like someday, like one day. Jesus will come and wipe away every tear from every eye. And that is a absolute future hope that we can hold on to and wait for. And that can get us through some really difficult seasons. And then there's also the reality that I've experienced, which is in seasons of depression or in seasons where my life doesn't look like I expected it to or when I've even let myself down, where my life isn't where I thought it would be at this point or something like that, those kinds of seasons. I also need hope right now. I need to be able to hold on to it and to trust it and be able to claim it so that I can keep going. And I think that there's a a lot of biblical uh, analogies and images of hope being right now. One of them is an anchor. And, And, you know, what does an anchor do? Well, an anchor keeps you tethered to a place of refuge and safety in the middle of a storm, in the middle of circumstances. And I love that about who Jesus is because God recognizes that because of sin in the world and because of our own sin and because of our own brokenness and this world that we live in that can feel often like chaos, he recognizes that. He knows we're in that situation, and so he takes on flesh to come be our anchor in the middle of it, like the incarnation of God himself, so that we know that we're not alone. And that, to me, that to me is a picture of hope that I can hold on to right now. Like, so when I am in a like season— Like God identifying with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recognizing that when you are 
feeling, and this is me talking to myself, when, when I'm feeling like I am overwhelmed by my circumstances that aren't going the way that I'm going, I want them to go, I'm not alone in the middle of that because Jesus chose to come be in the middle of that with me. And so the presence of God mm. in the person of Jesus and the presence of God in the spirit who Jesus gave us after, he said, it's gonna be better for you that I leave because I'm gonna leave you your spirit, my spirit. That is a tangible presence, and it's that tangible presence, knowing I'm not alone and experiencing God in the middle of that, which I have in so many different ways. I was thinking about that last night, listening to music and just trying to listen to God and and think about moments where I've experienced the peace of God. And it was kind of like God gave me these different pictures of these seasons in my life where I was at the end of myself, and there have been so many of them, so many of them. But I've been at the end of myself and he showed me all of the different ways he showed up in the middle of those seasons, whether it was a friend who came to pick me up and brought me a milkshake or one of my kids coming to sit with me or my husband just holding me or just the very presence of God reminding me how loved I am in the middle of something that where I feel like I have nothing to offer. Like I'm still so loved by God in that moment. And he just gave me this series of pictures and that is hope, like the presence, tangible presence of God in the middle of the things that feel overwhelming and that bring us to the end of ourselves. We can like, cling to that and I've learned to cling to that and I feel like it's clinging to that, like it's this rope uh, that we can cling to and it's kind of like I, I picture God on the other side of that, like we're clinging to his hope and he's also pulling us toward hope, mm. right? That's a great image of the anchor that you talked about from Hebrews. Yeah. That there is a sure and steady anchor for our souls, and that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we can know that Jesus is our anchor because Jesus not only came into this world and can identify with us, but he took on the worst of this world when he died on the cross and then rose from the dead mm -hmm. and conquered the forces that were often powerless within this world. Sin, uh, death, evil, the devil. Those are the forces that Jesus defeated. And now his spirit lives in our heart to give us a source of resiliency, a source of hope that even our difficult circumstances aren't the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And we might have to persevere and endure through some really difficult ones where we don't see the way out right away, but that's a hope that won't disappoint us as we cling to that rope, as we cling to Jesus' presence with us and to the community of his people that, that show us his love as we're going through difficult things. And I think that's one of the tricks of, of the enemy is that he wants to isolate us. He wants to get us to say, you know what, the church, don't put your hope there because they're, they'll let you down. And, and honestly, there is no perfect church. The church is people, and, and we do let each other down. But it's the hope of Jesus that we're called to, mm -hmm. to put our faith in. And, and that's the hope that won't disappoint us. And that's really what the church is called to be, is a hospital for broken and sinful people that are, are learning to find where hope really is. Yeah. And then when we can encourage each other with that, man, that's, that's when the church becomes a powerful thing mm -hmm. to be a part of. Um, and so when you think about this season with heading into the holidays and just practically uh, thinking about the greater hope that Jesus offers us, what are some ways you think we can focus on that just practically as we head into maybe some difficult dynamics with family and friends yeah. or just the busyness of the season? Yeah, there is a, a, a term that you may have heard that I think is really helpful and it's embracing the both and hmm. in life. And I think it's one of the secrets to maturing as an adult, which is recognizing that we are, people are not one thing. Circumstances are not one thing. And often there's a both and when you are 
experiencing and, and living your life. So there is, in the difficulty, there's, um, that can feel overwhelming, that can feel like suffering, that can feel hard. And there's also a recognition of how do I hold on to that in one hand and also hold on to joy in the other hand. Mm. And not, I think you can focus on joy at the expense of recognizing the reality of your situation and you can end up in a place of you know, toxic positivity where you are ignoring, you're trying to outrun your pain and you're trying to outrun mm. your circumstances and you're ignoring what's going on inside of you. But you can also sit in this place of um, almost making an idol of your pain mm. and that can lead us to a place where we're angry at God or we end up running away. But if we can hold on to both, if we can recognize that like, I am in the middle of this circumstance and I'm going to cling to hope, and because of that, I can also recognize joy. I think that there is a, an expression of, sometimes it's ridiculous things. Like sometimes it's just, I think that there's this ridiculous um, whimsy can be spiritual formation if that makes any kind of sense like it's I had a friend well, untack, come over yeah yeah I had a friend come over last week and I was having a hard day and she's just like let's go get milkshakes and I sat and I cried in my milkshake and ate you know my peppermint milkshake from Chick-fil-a it's a good it's a good time when it's, it's good peppermint milk. yeah it's a good when it's peppermint milkshake season yeah. it's a good time <laughs> and I you know cried in my milkshake and I'm eating that and we're in the middle of a parking lot Cole's parking lot and it was just like let's let's just do a ridiculous dance. So we did a ridiculous reel on Instagram of some dance that we learned the choreography of in the moment. And I left and I was like, this is the full experience of who, the abundant life of Jesus. It's paying attention to and being with one another in the hard things of life and recognizing and speaking truth about who God is in the middle of that and also just embracing the fact that like we get to be alive and we get to dance and we get to experience the joy of one another and doing those things together I think is a full picture of what exercised hope looks like. Mm. Yeah, to find joy and a reason to laugh even yeah. in the midst of something painful and right. you're not denying either one of those. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful you have a friend like that. Yeah. Everybody needs a friend Absolutely. like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, last year when I was going through some things in, in my life, I, I was convicted that I was not actually taking joy in some of the challenges I was facing. And I had to really own that in my heart, that there were some difficult things that I needed to face, but I also needed to take joy that God was going to lead me through those things and that I didn't need to fix them and control them myself. Mm -hmm. And when I did, it shifted something in my heart. And I found that there was a different kind of resiliency to go through it and to see possibilities in the midst of some some relational dynamics that I wasn't sure how they would work out and I certainly couldn't control but mm -hmm. I, I found a joy in looking to Jesus to lead me through that season and man I can tell you like as I've walked through the other side of that and my family life and some other personal relationship things the the fruit that's come out of that has, has been really beautiful. And it started with just embracing that there is a joy to be had walking through the difficulty rather than denying it um, or rather than trying to power through it on my own. And that gave me a greater hope and has built confidence that I don't have to fix myself, that it's God that's, that's really leading me on this journey to build my life in his kingdom. And so that's what we really hope for you and hope this season will be about for you is 
you know, there's a lot of cliche things about, you know, the reason for the season and all that kind of stuff. But really the greater hope of the season is about uh, drawing closer to Jesus and about how much God loves you and that he wants a relationship with you and that he wants to come into the mess of your lives and bring light out of your darkness and to give you a light to share with the world. And so we want to encourage you to be doing that, to be hope sharers during this season. Um, we want to encourage you to be just posting things that are encouraging through social media. Look out for friends that could be lonely or disconnected and ways you could draw them in, into community. Um, and then through social media, we're going to be posting some videos that kind of unpack this theme of a greater hope a little bit more that hopefully encourage you wherever you are and that you, it's something you can share with a friend. Look out for these videos at the beginning of the week. We'll have um, kind of an intro on, on Sunday and then a memory verse to take God's word a bit deeper into your mind and heart that you can reflect on. And then we'll have a conversation like this kind of midweek. Um, and then we'll be posting information about ways you can get involved with Young Adult Ministry at Hope to keep you connected to community. So we don't want anyone to go through this season alone and hope that this is an encouragement to you. So Carrie, yeah. thanks for joining us and sharing your experience and, yeah. and wisdom. And we hope to see you soon, guys. Thanks for joining us. Take yeah. care. See you later.